from Relevant Magazine and relevantmagazine.com. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, June 25th, 2010, and this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando, Florida studios is the one and only Maya Strang. I probably am the one and only. You probably are. It's a weird name. Yeah. And uh, to her due left, Ryan Hamm. Hey, everyone. On the ones and twos behind the wall and glass is our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. And that's it. We, we've gone from a rotating cast of millions, it seems like, seven or eight sometimes, down to the uh, three and a half of us. Uh, Why can't Chad be a whole person? He's just a half? He's over there. He's in the other Is that row. another vegan joke? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. It would apply. You don't have enough meat to be a full cast member. Um, okay. Uh, Jesse, Carrie, who uh, joins us regularly from Virginia is actually in Nepal this week. <laughs> is that how you say it? Yes. It's how the locals say Nepal. <laughs> <laughs> He's trekking through uh, Nepal with his church. And uh, then Lloyd Kinsley has a job. Yeah. And we're recording at a wrong time. And so he wasn't able to join us. And um, who else? Kara's home with her kid. Uh, Roxy's in her office working. Loveless is in Hawaii. Josh Loveless is on a sabbatical in Hawaii. That's mm-hmm. right. So everybody else is doing other things. So it's us. But uh, to uh, make up for that shortcoming, uh, we have a packed lineup for you in the podcast today. We have a live in-studio performance by Jimmy Needham coming up, two songs. And we also have an interview and spotlight with one of our favorite artists, Josh Garrels, coming up later. At least talks to him. So definitely stay tuned for that. You know, I'm, I'm curious. When do you think that you go from... Jimmy to James at some point. Like, don't you make that switch? Maybe if your dad's Jimmy name. to Jim, though. Jimmy to Jim first? Like, if your dad's, like, James. Oh, yeah, that's be... true. Well, if your dad's Jim, you'd be Jimmy the rest of your life. Yeah, that's a good point. You know? Well, just... you have your uncle and cousin. He goes, your uncle goes by Jim. That's right. And, and, then, then, the, he... and then my cousin goes, goes by, by James. James. That's right. But he's always been James. He was never Jimmy. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's James as a baby. I just feel like if I was, I think like after college, I'd yeah, be like, you could. I'd want to make the switch. Yeah, we you think, you, we you'd all want to go through college as Jimmy. Well, that's a good point. Maybe after high school. Yeah, because in college is when you can change your name to whatever you want. I actually considered it. To what to Jimmy? What were you go no, I, no, I just please say Tupac. No, I just remember the first night I was in my dorm room alone. Okay, my parents had just left. I'm sitting there with my boxes. I thought to myself, and I hadn't met anybody yet. I thought to myself, I could be anybody right now. It's so true. <laughs> I could do anything and nobody would know. Cam. I could be any, my backstory could be anything I want it to be. Yeah. And so I, I it was like this profound little coming of age <laughs> moment that I had that I became okay with my own skin and said, I'm going to be Cameron Stray and I'm going to be me. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like a Disney special. That's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> Yeah, anyway. I guess you could have gone by Cam. We couldn't really Never. Have nicknamed ourselves. Ever. My, my. It was Maya. <laughs> my. I have two middle names. 
Really? Yeah. Did you know that? Edward Charles. No. no. You didn't put both of those on your tax form. Well, I usually just put Edward because it's the only one they ever... Oh, you guys have the same middle name. Yeah. No. He is Edward Charles. Edward Charles. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why, but apparently my parents wanted to cover all their bases because it's my two grandfather's names. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, did you not think you were going to have more kids? Like, I was going to be it. <laughs> were you it? No. It I have three siblings. Any other, all any other boys? Right? No, no, no. There's another boy. Oh. I didn't know this. No. Oh. I thought yeah, it was I just girls. A, I have a, uh, how old is he? 16-year-old brother. <laughs> really? Yeah. Living in Austria? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I have a 16-year-old brother. Do you have? Did you get him a subscription to Plugged In Magazine? I, I did not. <laughs> I don't even think my parents have a subscription to that anymore. What? Yeah. Well, they got rid of it wow. for a while. They do have the, have I told you how they have the TV Guardian thing, though? No. Really? It's this, yeah, it's this little device that your TV runs through and it cuts out swear words. It reads the closed captioning and it goes mute and then it replaces it with something else. Come on. Yeah. So it makes it really entertaining the first few times because you're like cracking the code, like what word means what. Mm-hmm. Um, but now every time I go home, I unplug it and they get mad at me. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't want shows to stop talking all of a sudden. This is annoying. Well, you shouldn't be watching shows that are cursing. <laughs> well, but it's like any show. I mean, like Lost. Over there, do they say cuss words on TV more often? No, no, no. It's for like DVDs and stuff too. Oh. It's not. E- it's not even for like R-rated stuff. It's like. I mean, you'll be watch. I mean, you'll be watching like Lost or Twenty Four or any number of shows, and it'll all of a sudden go mute. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. like I know what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you more aware of it, I would think. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, they said a bad word. Yeah. All they said a bad word. The best is that this is the one I can say. Um, the best <laughs> is the that they translate like any time a character says sex, regardless of context, they switch. They cut it out and um, make it say hugs. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. So it's always like. It's always like oh, I they, want, they, I want to, and then the sound drops out and it goes, "Have hugs," and then the sound <laughs> comes back in. It's, it's amazing. That's pretty impressive technology, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's funny. Mm. All right, well, let's get rolling. Uh, we'll start things off with entertainment releases. Music coming out on Tuesday, June 29th. Uh, some really cool selections. We got Scissor Sisters with Nightwork. Is that the one with the uh, clinch yes. for the cover? Okay, <laughs> don't. If your if your little thing uh, was for album covers, uh-huh. it would it would censor this album okay. cover. <laughs> Wolf Parade's coming out with Expo eighty six. Wolf Parade not being Wolf Mother, correct? No, that is correct. Or Sea Wolf. Or werewolves like in Twilight. <laughs> Maya's getting excited. I you know you I'm pretty sure what the movie reviews are today. Hillsong Live is coming out with A Beautiful Exchange. Uh, Delphic is coming out with Acolyte. Uh, Dwelle is coming out with Once World Women. <laughs> Once World <laughs> Women. So Dwelle, Once World Women. Ruljer. Barely. <laughs> Future of Forestry, uh, the highly anticipated in this office. Future of Forestry is coming out with Travel 3. It's their third travel EP, right? And last mm-hmm. one. Really? Yeah, the last in the, in the travel series. These EPs series. are like 10 tracks, right? Well, they're not... I don't know about the first one. The second one was like six tracks, but they're all really long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, it ends up being almost a full length album. And then uh, lastly, Children 18.3 is coming out with Rain's A Coming. Okay, movie releases coming out Friday, July 2nd. Uh, the Last Airbender, starring Noah Ringer and Nicola Peltz. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Twilight Saga Eclipse. It's June 30th. Releases June 30th. Are you going, what, what? Are you going at midnight? She's um, a baby. I do have a baby, but it's at midnight. <laughs> He'll be asleep. 
you should go. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yes. Oh, Ryan, I would yeah. love to go to that with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was asked. Boys night. <laughs> I was asked to leave the room during New Moon because I was unable to control my laughter. I have seen six minutes of Twilight total. Yeah. And it happened to be as I was walking through and they were playing baseball in the field. Oh, the baseball scene's out of control. And, and so I'm like, why, why are why are they playing? <laughs> they're running. Like, literally, I'm walking through. I'm in the kitchen, and I look over. She's watching it, and they're running, like, for their lives. Yeah. And then they come into a clearing and say, okay, let's battle through baseball. <laughs> I, I just I no. just didn't. It no. didn't make sense at all. But, however, you guys love their soundtracks. Oh, the soundtracks are amazing. I think See? Muse was playing during the baseball scene. Right? Yeah, it they was. were. Because then we went to the U2 show. Right. And, and Muse I was is like, opening. I don't know Muse. I don't know Muse. I'm like, you'll like Muse. And then two songs in, I she's like, oh, it's, it's a, baseball a Twilight song. song. It's a baseball song. He's like, what? I was like, in Twilight, they play baseball in the song. And then it ruined the concert for me. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that New Moon was better than the first Twilight. I agree with that, too. Yeah. It was shot shot better than the action scenes. Yeah. Not. There's so, a lot of action in, in there's Eclipse. There's better Eclipse is my footage. favorite one out of all of them. The, the books? books yeah. yeah, out of the books. Eclipse so you're really favorite. looking forward to this one? Um, I actually haven't thought about it much. Last night you reminded me. Because you your, your iPad alert went off. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Twilight's coming out. Order tickets. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, you guys make so much fun. <laughs> okay, that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Up next, Slices. You're listening to Foles. The song is This Orient and is playing right now, Double Dip, on Relevant FM. And the video is also playing on Relevant.tv. Check it out. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard OK Go with their new single, End Love. That's very sad. Yeah. How do you want to end love? Maybe because they finally realized that their music will never be as good as their videos. That is true. I, I could watch their videos all day, but I could not listen to their album all day. Yeah. That is true. Uh, and and because of that, this song is playing right now on relevant TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not, not Visual, relevant Visual. Yeah. Yeah. watch it. Uh, always creative. Um, okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Ryan? All right, um, mine is. I think this is the most interesting celebrity feud we've had in a while because it's sort of like, like kind of old school. Edward versus Jacob. Very well. Nice work. Nice. Right? Good job, man. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I almost said Justin, so I was like. <laughs> Edward and Justin Bieber. Hey, you guys have Edward's name in your names. Anyway, so this is, I think, the most interesting celebrity feud that there's been for a while. Last week, Lady Gaga decided to go to the Mets, uh, I think the Mets-Yankees game, or some some Mm -hmm. Mets game. And she was sitting, like, the security escorted her to the front, and she, you know, got great seats, obviously, because she's Lady Gaga, and was watching the game and everything, but apparently she was a little too close to sports photographers who started taking pictures of her and she freaked out and started like like giving the finger to the sports photographers and like, you know, just yelling and berating fans and stuff. So 
uh, security decided to move her, and instead of kicking her out of the park like they would do with any normal fan, they decided to move her to a luxury box, and the luxury box they picked was empty, but it was owned by Jerry Seinfeld. Hmm. Um, and then from that luxury box, Gaga proceeded to uh, give the finger to all surrounding fans and yell obscenities and things like that. What's wrong with her? I think she was drunk. Okay. Um. Anyway, so this all comes out. Uh, you know, people have been asking Seinfeld, like, what do you think? What do you think? And he hadn't answered. But then he was on a friend's radio show. And finally, apparently, he'd had enough and just lost it. And he's like, I think she's a jerk. Hmm. And so she is a jerk. Yeah. So Jerry Seinfeld versus Lady Gaga. That's, uh, <laughs> Sweet. that's the new that's the new feud. Celebrity death match. Yeah. Has and she really- responded to him? Uh, no, she hasn't. The, the funniest is like <laughs> in the radio interview, he goes into full like Jerry Seinfeld stand up mode. What's the deal with Lady Gaga? Well, yeah, it was no, he really goes like, and who decided it was the finger? Why is it that finger? It just goes on and on That's about a bit that he's always yeah, done, though. And it's all about how it's like it, it should be a thumbs up or something. And he was like, Lady Gaga was really just giving the Mets a thumbs up. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I'm like, this is weird. Do you remember that? That old MTV claymation show, Celebrity Deathmatch. Yeah, there, this would be fodder for. Oh, them. absolutely. Yeah. That's funny. Maya, uh, my slice today is just uh, you just got to listen to it. <laughs> um, the situation. I'm really sad Jesse's not here. Actually, yeah, he yeah. actually is a huge situation fan. Yeah, he kind of is. Um, like, I think he jokes about it, but I actually yeah, think secretly he's, oh, he yeah. probably already has this on he his iPod. Yeah. So apparently, he uh, this the situation is now. A full-on rap artist. And the situation he, has released an album. Yeah, um, just a single as of a single. as of yet. Yeah, um, for everybody to it's a, it's enjoy. A, it's a promise of things to come. Yeah, oh my. Okay. just a little bit about himself and his life in Jersey <laughs> and all the <laughs> ladies. Can, can we play a clip? This is something I gotta hear. I'm telling you, he's not worse than any rapper that they play on one or two jams. Hmm. It's all it's obviously auto tuned, right. which gives it more melody. Right. So it's really the producer, but he's delivering the lines well. Yeah, the production track is a little rough, though. Yeah. And some clever lyrics. Do you really think he wrote the lyrics? No, I don't. But I'm saying whoever's doing this for him had some talent. And But even that, though, he delivered it well. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I couldn't I couldn't take this and that terrible track <laughs> and, and come up with something melodic like that. That's pretty good. It kind of inspires me to want to make a song. Myself. I would produce a dance track for you, Maya. Okay, maybe we should work on that. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be amazing. Let's that, do it. That, that actually would be great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the track is terrible, but I'm telling you, like, he, I expected it to be way worse. Any Diddy track is worse than that. <laughs> Not I'll be missing you. His raps are terrible. His raps are amazing. His, <laughs> his raps are terrible. Sometimes I miss you when you're not around. Come on, that's great. It's gold. Yeah, I'm up in heaven, smiling down. Yeah. Watching us as we pray, pray for you. you. Every, Every day we pray, pray for you. His theology is so messed up. <laughs> I remember like listening to that song as like a 14 year old, and this was like the first rap song I'd ever heard. And I'm just like. That was your introduction to hip hop? Pretty much, yeah. Oh. And I was like. I wonder if he's a Christian. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, I just want to, before we move on from 
from me. I would like to just tell Chad I'm very serious about this song. That we're going to produce? Yeah. Okay. Do you think we could get it to be played at the beginning of a Magic game next season? Probably. Listen, if, if, if we can hot, work, the, if we can work the, if, maybe the name Magic when, in there. When yeah. Maya was dancing for the Orlando Miracle, the WNBA right. team, oh, yeah. right. her last year, oh. the entire crew recorded a rap song. So you already have a head start. And so she has it's a really four-bar awesome. part on a really song. Bad. Do, you, do you remember yours? Um, we went by nicknames, and my name was Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, my coach. Yeah, what's Janine's? Um, Your coach's line was O-Town, my town. Directed by Janine. And then another person said, get in the crowd, pumped up. Do a round off, followed by a back tuck. <laughs> T-W-I-S-T-E-R. Something over here. I don't know the words. Do you remember yours? Mine. What was mine? I think it was something like... My name is Sugar and I'm here to say... Hey. <laughs> is that really what you did? <laughs> Probably. I oh don't know. <laughs> I have it on, on VHS yeah, somewhere. Yeah, we, we do oh, have bring it. That yeah, I have it on VHS. I'll yeah. find it. Yeah. All right. Well, I actually have a slice because we're short crude today. Mm-hmm. I have a slice Ryan found for me. Um, He went over <laughs> to... to give him credit. Yeah. He went over to thinkgeek.com, one of my favorite commerce sites. And if you come into... If you ever visit our office, there's a number of items from ThinkGeek on and around my desk. Um, well, apparently they, they, they specialize in, in, in nerdy items and, and then some joke items. But one of the things that they have is canned unicorn meat. And, <laughs> and it says, an excellent source of sparkles. Um, and, and it looks like a can of spam, but it's unicorn meat. And, you know, it's an item there. They had a slogan where they called it the new white meat. Well, they proceeded to post a real cease and desist letter that they received from the pork industry's lawyers um, telling them that they have to stop using the slogan, the new white meat for their unicorn canned (laughs) unicorn meat because it's too confusing with pork slogan, the other white meat. Mm -hmm. So, so lest you be confused geeks that have been shopping at thinkgeek.com. Is there actual meat inside of it? Unicorn meat, canned unicorn meat is not real. You can't eat it. And it should not stop you from buying pork. So um, <laughs> the uh, pork industry lawyers threw their weight around and Think Geek can no longer call canned unicorn meat the new white meat. And although we're not sure, I was going to say if you're a Jewish geek, you're not going to want to eat pork anyway. <laughs> yes. So I don't know if unicorn know. meat is kosher or not. So I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you can eat unicorn either. I'm just, just putting all that out there. Okay. Well, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Jimmy Needham. You're listening to Veronica Falls. The song is Beachy Head. I I had be- I have Beachy Head every time I come home from the beach. Mm-hmm. You know? What does that involve? Well, your hair's just... Sand in the ears. Thick. Mm-hmm. You know? I oh, like yeah. it. I like it. I like having Beachy Head. Uh, the video is playing right now on Relevant.TV. Jimmy Needham is a singer-songwriter who uh, this year released his fourth album called Night Lights. He recently came through the Relevant Studios and performed a few songs for us. And here's the first. And you know what? I'm going to let him introduce it because he does a pretty awesome introduction. Here's Jimmy Needham. 
Hey, hey, this is Jimmy Needham, and I'm going to play a song for you guys uh, off my new album, Nightlights. This song is called Yours to Take. What are you taking, Jimmy? What, am I, what are you talking about? Well, let me tell you the story. Uh, Yours to Take is uh, kind of a two-part song. It's, it's really a, it's, it's a fun song of rejoicing in, in one aspect. It's just celebrating salvation and, and what Christ came to do. Just literally like the old hymn says, he literally paid it all for us. But, but really the story doesn't end there, does it? Because uh, the, the, the truth of the matter is if you go to the book of Titus, for instance, um, Paul will write and say that, that Christ gave himself for us in order to purchase for himself a people for his own possession. That literally we are under new ownership now. Um, Paul will say to the Corinthians, he says, he says, hey, you're not your own. You've been bought with a price. And that's exactly what the song's about. It's just saying, hey, God, you have done it all for me. And now I, I have nothing left to do except to give myself to you. And, and so the, the song is aptly titled Yours to Take because we are truly his to take. It goes like this. This is my second chance, this is no song and dance You came in and renewed a right spirit This is grace at its best, this is taking a restless messed up heart And having you clear it, I can feel the weight is lifting I'm barely staying on the ground And I can feel the weight is over Finally the lost is found so this is what it feels like to live life So this is breathing air for the very first time The son of man, he came here to give life And in return he's asking for my will I've been captured by grace, I'm not going away I'm yours to take Oh yes, oh yes, I'm yours to take I was down for the count I was all but knocked out When I heard pardon for the interruption Then like out of the blue How can glorious you You picked me up with barely any introduction You won my heart by a landslide You tend to do that every time So everything I have is yours now Even my very life so this is what it feels like to live life So this is breathing air for the very first time The son of man, he came here to give life And in return he's asking for my will I've been captured by grace, I'm not going away I'm yours to take Your kindness leads me to repentance Leads me to the cross, which leads me to forgiveness. So I'm counting it all as us. So this is what it feels like to live life. So this is breathing air for the very first time. The Son of Man, He came here to give life, and in return, He's asking for mine. So this is what it feels like to live life. So this is breathing air for the very first time The Son of Man, He came here to give life 
Then in return he's asking for mine Well, I've been captured by grace I'm not going away I'm yours to take Oh, oh, oh yeah I'm yours to take So this is what it feels like, yes I'm yours to take Oh, 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 I'm yours to take. So this is what it feels like. Yeah. I'm yours to take. That was Jimmy Needham. Check him out at jimmyneedham.com. You're listening to Charlotte Gainsbourg. The song is Time of the Assassins. Uh, it's playing right now on Relevant TV and Relevant FM. Another double dip. Nice. Josh Garrels is an artist that we found <laughs> at uh, Cornerstone a couple of years ago. <laughs> and that made me laugh because if you remember yeah. that podcast, I said that same word and, and they said <laughs> and Adam and Jesse went on this whole rant about finding him because he was lost <laughs> and, and, and he was crying behind the stage and yeah. we found oh, that's funny. Oh, memories to old podcasts. <laughs> uh, we discovered him at, at Cornerstone a few years ago um, and really were blown away by him. He's uh, a singer-songwriter, released uh, a couple of albums that are really great. The most recent came out last fall. Uh, it's called Lost Animals. Uh, reading his bio, it's really interesting. He, he, Josh Girls is a lot of things, or, or has been. He's the son of a hippie commune. He's a skater boy, or was. Suburban drug dealer. Wow. Music and design student. A coffee roaster. An urban shepherd. And now nation and globetrotting minstrel of hope and healing. <laughs> So, so if you really, if you sift through all of that, he grew up in the suburbs and dealt drugs, you know, as a typical skater kid. And then he worked at Starbucks and, uh, and went to design school. So, you know, it's a typical yeah. life, but he creatively wrote this out. Um, Gerald self-recorded, produced, and distributed a trio of early recordings. And after fielding offers from major labels, he formed his own record label called Small Voice Records. He's released three albums on the label, including the late, his latest, 2009's Lost Animals. Our very own Elise interviewed him recently, and here is her conversation with Josh Girls. Okay, well, I want to talk to you first about kind of just your sound in general because that's pretty unique and kind of a hybrid of various genres and things like that. So I was just wondering how you personally would define or describe your music. 
it's been pretty hard to totally pin it down. You know, I grew up listening to a lot of East Coast hip-hop, skateboarding and stuff, and then uh, got to college and then started listening to a lot of folk music, got an acoustic guitar, you know, such as uh, Elliot Smith and Ben Harper and Nick Drake and stuff like that. And I, I don't know, I, I guess getting to college, even like musical tastes began to splinter more and more and more, um, sort of allowing myself to listen to and be influenced by anything, you know. Um, but yeah, everything from folk to soul are probably the two broad influences, but then both of those splinter out in every direction as you trace them around the world, you know. So I think I enjoy taking uh, sounds that maybe I haven't heard together and seeing what happens uh, when you put those together, you know. Right. And you've been playing music for a while, right? Yeah, so my whole life, yeah. I, I guess the way I've put it before those when I was younger and really before I came to faith, you know, you're just young too, some music genres. Like when I was young and started skateboarding, it was nothing but like punk rock. And that's all I would <laughs> listen to and that's all I would create with friends. And like you weren't cool unless you listened to like Bad Religion and Pennywise or whatever I was right. into at the time, you know? And uh, and then that pretty uh, drastically switched to hip hop when I was in high school. And then that's all I would listen to and all I would create. But then I came to faith my first year of college. and. Uh, and something about, yeah, like even the liberation of faith, of all strange things, musically liberated me to like go in every direction or any direction that felt yeah. like interesting or healthy, you know? So it's weird, but I, I think about that a lot. How music to me used to be almost like this, almost like law, like you get in a specific genre or subculture and that's like, that's it. That's where you have to choose to thrive or something, you know. And it's just it's never been that way uh, since coming to faith. But it's been a life. It's been a lifelong thing. And speaking of your faith, uh, I mean, you're you're a Christian artist, but there's not really, you know, that niche for you in the Christian music market, which I feel like usually musicians who find themselves in that position, they kind of tend to cloak their faith when they talk about it in their music. But you kind of go the opposite direction and, you know, gravitate towards hymns and spirituals and things like that. And I was just wondering what you, what is it you want to convey about your faith through your music? Well, I hit a crossroad over over and over again because I think like a lot of people like the a lot of what I see anyway I don't know a lot about the Christian industry just because I haven't really spent time in it you know but I have felt caution caution in my heart because I I don't know that I've resonated with a lot of the work that's come out of that industry you know right but at the same time the crossroad is like I I think only true art can come out of like what lives in a person. You know what I mean? The the real questions that person is asking. Otherwise, it'll just smack of like insincerity or mm-hmm. writing a song that you think people want to hear. Which, if you write what you think people want to hear, that's probably not coming out of your life. You know, your heart and mind and what's like over overflowing from like what's your heart meditating on, like sort of day and night. You know? Yeah. And so the crossroad is like what what I think about a lot is like the fact that there's a Lord and 
he's done this crazy thing to me and now I like follow him and he speaks and asks us to to do things that are uncomfortable but yet we do them and it's mm -hmm. fulfilling and you know this like crazy relationship that we're in and so I like, can't help but write about that or sometimes I uh, like I'll start writing a song and it's like I don't even necessarily on the surface level I might not even want to take the song to this like spiritual place but it, it almost always like finds its way in there because when I like when you're writing a song like I'm writing a lot of songs right now for another album and I really enjoy it because it makes me like um, grapple with oh this is what actually what I believe and it, it's surfacing as I like sit quietly in a room and like allow the words to surface that are needed for the song Please don't worry for me I lost my My house and my good name When I found the road of my king You mentioned, um, you know, just kind of that drawing away and isolating yourself and just kind of, you know, music and faith and things like that coming out of silence and isolation. But also, um, you know, community is something I feel like has been emphasized in your music and you've lived in communal environments and things like that. And I was just wondering what, what role maybe just the community aspect plays, um, not only in your personal life, but in your music and just kind of across the board. I think in a lot of ways I wouldn't be where I am if I hadn't had a really strong community, especially the first like five or six years. Right now we're actually more... Um, not isolated, but we, we moved cross-country. Like, we just moved to Portland, Oregon. So as far as community goes, like we're, we're kind of rebuilding right now. But the first, you know, five or six years of life in the faith, you know, I was in Muncie, Indiana, of all places. But there's this really solid community there where I, like, lived in the same house with, like, 12 other guys. And it wasn't just a tight community of, like, mentors and leaders, too, that really made a place for me to... Um, pursue music you know and yeah. I don't know man when you're with when you're with a group of people that are all pushing towards the same thing sort of wholeheartedly like it was very vibrant and um, people really pursuing conviction and ideals you know down to you like environmental things and how we're choosing to eat and um, yeah like how we choose to spend our time and yeah. so when you have a group of people that are like new believers and pressing into those things it can't help but like iron sharpening iron, like help in the creative process too. Because I don't, I almost feel like I wouldn't have been allowed to create, I don't know, compromised work or um, something that was untruthful. Because right. in some ways, it was uh, a community of people so excited about um, their life expression, wanting to be to, like a truthful expression, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, like when you're in community, you're starting to walk in a direction that, uh, doesn't help the community or is like um, putting strains on relationships rather than um, really building and fostering um, those relationships to grow deeper you know you, you really feel that like almost immediately where I think when we live isolated uh, behind closed doors without deep relationships around us it's sort of easy to make these small decisions that over time become a big life decision and you wonder how you got to this place of like having a cold heart or uh, I don't know I, I just think it's easier to 
let something grow dimmer when, when you're brave, when you're out of the outside of community, if that makes sense. That was Josh Garrels. Check him out at joshgarrels.com. Again. Is there anyone around? Can you hear my sound? I'm buried six feet down in this underground. Can you hear me? Can you see me? Singing, where are you now? Can you hear my sound? I'm feeling upside down in this underground. Can't you You're listening to Vera. The song is Sound, and the video for that is playing right now on Relevant.tv. Once again, here's Jimmy Needham. Hey guys, this is Jimmy Needham, and I'm about to play a song for you, but you can't even believe that. This is a song called Forgiven and Loved, and uh, the song is uh, really just about me wrestling with, uh, um, gosh, God and his ability to forgive me. Um, me looking at my life and going, man, I, I see how broken and, and jacked up I am sometimes, and yet God persists in his love, and how can that be? And, and so this is uh, me kind of coming to terms with how that's true. It's called Forgiven and Loved, and it goes something like this. Help me, I'm forgiven and loved Cause I hear it from the street corner priest, yes On how God is loving a man can be clean But my joy has been on holiday And my peace has almost passed away Tell me, I'm forgiven and free Oh, I tried and tried to rectify my hopeless situation But I bought the lie, I still have work to do Now I'm working nine to five like I can earn my own salvation But there is no condemnation in you, yeah No, no Oh, whisper to me now that it's for real Oh, cause in the silence of these walls Righteousness lost its appeal Dirty deeds have done me in Oh, but that can't stop the faithful friend Giving mercy once again as you heal Here it is, I'm feeling it Oh, 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 I tried and tried to rectify my hopeless situation But I bought the lie, I still have work to do Now I'm working on divine like I can earn my own salvation But there is no condemnation Oh, no 
he died, he died to rectify my hopeless situation And his blood commands my guilt to leave Now on Calvary I stand Empty pockets, open hands Oh, there is no condemnation For me, yes Oh, 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 oh Oh, I tried Yes, I did Yes, I did Oh, Lord Oh, I tried and tried to rectify My hopeless situation But about the lie I still have work to do now I'm working on the vibe like I can earn my own salvation But there is no condemnation in you, yeah Child, you're forgiven and loved Child, you're forgiven and loved Child, you're forgiven and child, you are loved Child, you're forgiven and loved. That was Jimmy Needham. Again, check him out at jimmyneedham.com. You're listening to The Pains of Being Pure at Heart. I can I can speak from personal experience Aww. on that. Um, <laughs> the song is Say No to Love. It is peppy, as you know, but it's it's their brand new single and is also, drumroll please, the song of the week right now over at Relevant.fm. Hmm. All right. Last week, we told you or played for you our top 10 songs for the summer of 2010, uh, current albums. And we wanted to hear from you what your top five summer songs of all time are you a lot of you went over to the podcast episode page and posted your list there we actually got a couple of phone calls and we're going to uh go through a few of our favorites and play some clips i gotta be honest you guys went over there and posted all these uh, you know we're looking through them i don't like most of your tastes <laughs> in music but but, but i was you know because a couple of you come off like you're trying to be too indie like you're trying to show off like i know obscure stuff and it's like if it's super, super obscure, how can it be a top five summer song of all time? You know what I mean? I mean... Well, is it of, of everybody or is it just their top five? No, it's what we think. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. That's all that matters. <laughs> but but there, are a few, there are a few here and definitely someone we're talking about. Melanie in particular, she has a pretty pretty well-rounded list. She's got uh, Hey Ya by Outkast. I think I'd go with Miss Jackson, just going to be honest. I feel like that one Ooh. stands up better. Yeah, Outcast but hey, hey y'all for summer though. Yeah, I just that's, feel like that's windows down. Yeah. Sorry, Miss like Jackson that. is a little depressing because you're apologizing yeah, so. for that's ruining Ooh, the life of. I am for real. That meant to make you cry. This is the Maya singing episode. And then she's got because I like all these songs. Then she's she's got kids by MGMT. Yeah, that's a good one. Back when MGMT was good. Thank you. 
sorry. That new album is horrible. Okay, and you guys and like weird stuff. So yeah, I'm yeah, like, am terrible. I the only one here? No, no, okay, it's people I need to stop. It. People yeah. need to stop pretending that it's actually a good album because but it's see, horrible. But I feel like the same people who are like saying that's good are are the ones who said Animal Collective's album was good. No, because yeah. Animal Collective that was, was good. awesome. But see, so that's why it surprised me that you guys hate the new MGMT because I didn't like the Animal Collective. It was just too weird for me. Yeah. Too and too many animal noises. And <laughs> <laughs> <In> this. <laughs> I am, we, need, we need to record at 1030 every time. Because <laughs> this has been amazing. That, that actually is what the, the new MGMT album sounds like. Yeah. That, that was a clip we just played. Yeah. It's it's just weird. Okay, yeah. anyway, so kids, I agree. Like when they played at the, I saw them at the 08 uh, Lollapalooza. Mm-hmm. They were, fa- that was like the height. That was, they were fantastic. And then did you see them play on SNL a couple weeks or a couple months ago? They were horrible. It was weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I, I think because they've lost, they've really lost all sense of melody, mm-hmm. and that's the difference that between in, that. They did that on purpose. Collective. Yeah, yeah, they did. They, and I think that's just so stupid. That yeah. was what was wonderful about their first album. Was like it was yeah. catchy hooks, and you sang. Well, along yeah. To I it. mean, I, I think if you're really good at creating melody, like you don't need to apologize for it. So that's but actually they were why labeled as pop, right. and so they wanted to show that right. they could be abstract Difficult, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why I like Animal Collective more now than I used to because they like have melodies now. Mm-hmm. So Okay, okay, they're going that okay. Yeah. Cuz I maybe I game maybe I maybe I judged them too. Cuz their old albums I don't really like. I couldn't engage them. And so maybe because of that I didn't even bother with their their current album. Yeah. yeah. But once I heard My Girls it was done. So mm-hmm. My Girls. Yeah, it's a good song. Um so then she has a uh, Boy Lilikoy by Yonzi. Um, and then Candy by One Eskimo, the perfect wind down by the pool as the sun goes down song, she says. Nice. Let's play a clip of that. Let's play a clip of that one. Everything I've seen And if I get things wrong Don't want you to think That I'm running away But I heard from Joe About this guy And I want to know Um, I th- actually thought that there was one person on the first page I thought who had some pretty good classic uh, choices, like uh, "Cruel Summer" by Bananarama, probably any Beach Boys song, "Summertime" by Will Smith, mm-hmm. "Summer in the City" by The Love and Spoonful, oh, yeah, "Hot Town," "Summer in the right. City," mm-hmm. "Back of My Neck," getting dirty and gritty, yeah. "Schools Out" by <laughs> Alice Cooper. He's actually got seven, so he cheated. Uh, Wipeout by the Surfaris and Sunny Afternoon by the Kinks. I think any li- list that manages to include Beach Boys, Will Smith, and the Kinks is a good list. Mm-hmm. Let's play that Kinks song. And I love to live so pleasantly. Live this life of luxury. Blazing on the sunny afternoon. All right, uh, Chad, you said you had a phone call. Hey, what's up, Relevant Podcast? This is Zane Espinosa from uh, Nashville, Tennessee. I was calling in to tell you my top five summer songs. Um, this is really in no specific order, but uh, I would start out with Can't Tell Me Nothing by Kanye West. Oh, this is a, a pretty good, good song for, like, nice. I don't know, driving around. you got to play it really loud. Probably drinking on some two liters of, like, some cheap fruit punch or something. <laughs> and just looking bad all over the place. 
Um, next one would be A Sock of Loop Line by Discovery. Really, any of these songs could be replaced by a song off that Discovery album because i say it was an excellent album, but uh, I would play that song at night with my windows down, driving around really fast. You know, maybe 15 <laughs> over. I mean, I'm not saying anything, but you know. Um, let's see. You gotta have some Sublime on here, so I put Santa oh, no, Maria on don't. there. Uh, good song to play while you're at the beach, you know, looking good in your Speedo. Um, oh. Then uh, I would have a Basement Party on there by the Cool Kids. That's oh, right. Like uh, you're cool looking kids. for a party, you know, you maybe heard about one uh-huh. so you're just playing that song like hey where's the party at where's you know the party at? It's a great and then song. um to finish it up i would put slow night so long by kings of leon i won't lie i still like kings of leon nice. and uh that song just that bass line at the beginning is just beautiful it's like <laughs> you know what i'm saying song is beautiful it's freaking gorgeous <laughs> so uh yeah that's my top five uh Thanks, uh, thanks for uh, listening. Uh, All right, bye. That's, that's he needs funny. to call in every yeah, week. I that, was, him. that was magical. And, and why was he out of breath? That's I awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Super play, excited. Play that cool kid song. That, that's a great track. It's track 12. I say if you, you got you $2, dollars, then come to, to my party. But get in before you come, because for that liquor, I'll be charging in. Take down these directions. It's right past that intersection. Make a right at the light. It's the first house on the left. And get it, got it good. You know it, I knew you would. We got that drinks and back. And them chickies looking good. Hold up. Here come one. Hey, what's your name? I gotta practice. Okay, what I love about this song is like his friend calls awesome. and he literally in the song gives him directions to the house, <laughs> tells him how much he's gonna charge. Then when he gets here, he's like, "How are you? It's nice to see you." He introduce himself. Let me introduce you to some folks here. And, I mean, it's literally just like the most Walking mundane, walk, mundane lyrics ever. But I think that's what's so I funny about it. I loved that CD. Yeah. That album and they they can't they completely disappeared. Yeah, I don't know why they, they it's been two years. They just released a mixtape like last week. But they re- did they? Yeah. Is it as good? No, no, no. no the mixtapes aren't. I have three of their mixtapes and they're not that anywhere near. An amazing good. CD. I need to, can can you burn that to a CD for me and I can listen to it for the rest of the day? Yes. <laughs> and then I'll come back and I'll re-record that for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. Uh, those are your. Uh, some of your replies. There's a lot more if you want to go and debate them. Okay, now it's time for your question of the week. Editorial question of the week. Hey. Okay, so earlier in the episode, we played for you a clip of the new single, the new rap single by none other than The Situation. Mm-hmm. And it, though terrible, I mean, let me just for the record say, <laughs> it's terrible. I thought you kind of liked it. I said he surprised me by not being the worst part of the song. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. The track. His his rhythm and flow didn't didn't bother you. His delivery of the lyrics delivery. somebody wrote for him wasn't as What's bad that thing as that makes you go, I thought wow, it'd be. Wow. What's that thing called? Auto-tune. 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 Yeah, I want to use that in my I song. I can't wait. <laughs> we, we can do that. Okay. Cameron, your review is going to be on the sticker that they put on the album. <laughs> Situation is not the worst part of the song. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to search high and low for a positive review and they're going to find our, our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we were wondering if, there, if you could have any other celebrity in the world do a song, mm-hmm. who, what kind of song would it be and what would it be called? 
Britney Spears, a pop song. No, she's already a singer. <laughs> I'm, I'm every woman. <laughs> okay, let me clarify for those named Maya, not already singers. She's not already a singer. That's oh, true. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, um, so anyway, yeah, that's what we want to know. Mm. Who, who, who else should record a single? Like if Jerry Seinfeld released a single, oh, like a mixtape battle about La- Lady Gaga. You know, it would be mm-hmm. called "What's the Deal About Mixtapes." <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal about mixtapes? <laughs> That's the worst Jerry Seinfeld ever. <laughs> Your impression of Jerry Seinfeld is so bad. I think it was racist. Uh-oh. Even Michael Richards is offended. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, okay, so go over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Don't give me looks. And uh, tell us right there in the comments uh, who, who you think should do a song next, what style it should be, and what it should be called. We, uh, this would be fun. And if you want to go ahead and record up a little sample, <laughs> we will play it on the podcast. Yeah. We know we have some musical uh, people out there listening. Mm-hmm. So that'd be fun. All right. Well, and I know we'll wrap it up. Many thanks to Jimmy Needham for coming through the studio. You can uh, check out more of his music and tour information and all that at JimmyNeedham.com. And uh, thanks to Josh Gerald for talking to us. Uh, his music is really good. I, I think he's in the new issue of Relevant, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. The one, the Haiti issue that's shipping right now. Yeah. There you go. Check out that article and uh, you can find out more at his website, joshgarrels.com. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. And I'm Ryan Ham. On behalf of Chad Michael Snavely, we'll see you next week. <laughs> cool. All right, we're done. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. See you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com. What's the deal with Lady Gaga?